Welcome back to Beards and Brews. This week's review is going to be Predator from 1987. Now, I'm going to pass this along, fellas, to Mr. Brady. This happens to be a special occasion because this is his all-time favorite movie. So let's hear from the expert of the show. I think that means he's excited. Yeah. Yeah. I know we go through the plot, but it looks like we reached the climax already. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he got that blood nut. No, we gotta give it. <laughs> give me the cast. Ah, <laughs> uh, so, man, this fucking movie has always held a spot for me. It is the quintessential. You cannot beat it. Fucking brochismo action monster movie. <laughs> You can't top it. If someone says, oh, well, Fluxnathos movie is better, fuck you. I will fight you in a bar, and I will bust a bottle, and I will fucking go to prison. Watch out for those I'll fight you and bust a bottle on your t-shirts. But really, (laughs) isn't this just kind of like Alien, but with men? What? Alien? (laughs) Alien had dudes in it. Like Dallas and the boys. Yeah, but there's no, like, uh, you know, there's no... Uh, Ripley, like she, the main character is, uh, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger instead. So it gets this nice scene with, uh, you know, a classic uh, Huey from the Vietnam era flying in, and it's got unknown passengers inside. It touches down at this small compound on the edge of what it, what could be, you know, the Mekong River. Who fucking knows? Yeah, it really reminds me of that that classic scene, the Charlie Don't Surf scene from Apocalypse Now. You guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Charlie Don't Surf because predators? That's probably it. Ooh, that's a good one. But that's not going to be the the last time that I mention the similarities between some shots in this movie and uh, my favorite movie of all time, Apocalypse Now. Ooh, well, that's it's like you heard this cast before. <laughs> Ooh. So... Uh, the chopper touches down and the door slides open. People begin to spill out and it's almost like if fucking masculinity itself could fall out of something. We get uh, Jesse Ventura as Blaine. You get uh, we got Sonny Lanham as Billy. These two guys who are just these hulking characters. You have uh, Shane Black coming out of there. A character by the name of Poncho and then you got the guy who plays Mac who also yeah, I, I had so much testosterone going during the scene. I had a third ball drop, guys. I don't know about you guys. Nice. His voice got deeper from it. So after all these guys get out, it's just the interior and it's dark and then light flicks from inside and it's just fucking Schwarzenegger sitting there in all of his manly glory lighting up a stogie and my god. Arnold Schwarzenegger is in stupid good shape. Eat your heart out, fellas. They uh, they depart that and they head in to get a briefing from this major character. As he goes in to get his briefing, the major is getting you know he's like, oh, we got the the cabinet minister and he's doing this, and Arnold Schwarzenegger starts pointing out all the fucking holes in his story, and the major's like, <laughs> and starts like rubbing his chin like he's about to go you got me did somebody <laughs> just trip over some grapes or something over there <laughs> <laughs> this man just broke his collarbone <sighs> but uh the, the major's about to give it up and all of a sudden you hear from the other room cause from some son of a bitch accused you of being the best and the look on Schwarzenegger's face as he turns about who the fuck and then he sees Carl Weathers and he goes, Dylan! <laughs> oh, my boy. And we get the handshake that shook the world. I no did not kidding, know that man. that's what, this, uh, what that meme was from. Yeah, there's no reason for this shot to exist, but it does, and we're all better for it. Dude, when those two arms slap together and the biceps bulge and the fucking oil is on there, and they're just like, Rrr! Your nipples get a little bit hard? Me too. Dude, it should be what's painting on the ceiling of the 16th chapel. That's all I'm saying. Like, if you look up, that's what you should see. It's like accidental renaissance. Yeah, just yeah. there it is. <laughs> they they have their moment. Uh, 
they discuss some things about what they need to do. And he's like, why'd you turn down whatever? And he's like, I'm a rescue team, not assassins. My men don't do that kind of book. And he doesn't seem interested in what Carl Weathers is selling until he says the best around. And then all of a sudden you see him go, okay, what's happening? (laughs) It's just like, as soon as he gets him with the flattery. Well, I guess we are the best. What, what do you got? Then we cut to your, again, quintessential fucking boys going to war. Long Tall Sally by Little Richard blaring in the background on the radio. Two choppers flying over the jungle at varying daylight. That's, that's something you'll notice that the shots are at different times of day, but whatever. So, all of a sudden, we are treated to this loud... I'm talking loud. The The audio here is there for a reason, I suppose. Yeah, I uh, really had to keep changing like the volume on this movie. I, I had to turn it up when there was dialogue, and then I had to quit turn it down whenever there was like gunfire going on or something like that. It's probably like an issue they've worked out later on, but definitely like back in the day, they had a hard time just readjusting that. Mm. Yeah. But uh, we, we get Long Tall Sally by Little Richard, and it is blaring. And it cuts to the interior of a chopper, once again, fucking full of machismo. Just a couple dudes in there having a good time, having a good time. Gonna have me some fun! (laughs) (laughs) And they're getting all commandoed up with their their cute little war paint looking like Sting or something. They're just there trying to outdude each other. Yeah, there's a lot of different face paints going on. No one gets to wear the same face paint. Like, you gotta have your own face paint. It's not oh. like a... So they're more like Kiss. Okay. Okay, yeah. yeah. That's what I was gonna say. You know, all eight members of Kiss are sitting there putting their shit on, and they're just cracking fucking jokes on each other. And it really helps early on to build the camaraderie between these guys that is so hard to replicate in these types of films. That's why people struggle to get that vibe that Predator puts out there. No one understands nowadays that dudes, when they're just being dudes, they aren't very PC. We say whatever. Whatever it takes to get a laugh, a chuckle, or a reaction, that's what we say. Yeah, you're going to grab him right by the pussy. He's <laughs> <laughs> just like Brady for President 2020. <laughs> you guys are a bunch of slack-jawed fellas. Oh. So... We're introduced very early on to, like, quirks of certain characters, things that make this character so much different from this guy. And there's some really good jokes here. There's one where Blaine is trying to pass around some chewing tobacco. And every time he... Jesse Ventura, by the way. Jesse the Body Ventura. Governor of Minnesota. (laughs) He's passing around this chewing tobacco, and everyone's like, no. And he tries to hand some to Poncho... And the actor playing Poncho is laughing while he delivers his lines. And they leave it in because it fits and it's really good. But he's like, get that stinking shit out of my face. <laughs> to be fair, he just had like a labelless, nondescript bag of whatever it could have been. Yes. It was like an MRE with fucking uh, tobacco in it. It's it probably just big Oh, man. <laughs> so he t- he's like, much a slack job? Not PC word. Round here. This stuff will make you a goddamn sexual tyrannosaurus. Just like me. Just like me. And he's just smirking so fucking hard. <laughs> I'm then wondering we... if he made that up on the spot. Given the reactions of like the other people in the shot, I wonder if that was just ad-libbed. I hope it oh, was. Oh, absolutely. Just, if I, like, even if it's not true, it, it was. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, Poncho immediately replies back, Hey, Blaine, as holding, while holding up his... Uh, machine gun grenade launcher his mgl he's like strap this on your sore ass and you get billy's laugh for the first time i just got that i just got that so okay yeah that's good okay gotta strap it on your sore ass and then billy's like there's some tobacco getting spit on shoes there's a, a very dirty joke delivered by uh the writer of iron man 3 shane black <laughs> Specifically Iron Man 3. Yeah, well, he's doing a lot of movies with 3 in there. All involving a holiday. The actor that's putting this down, to me, looks like Logic. The rapper Logic. Like, 
fucking nerdy ass white boy with big glasses. Anyone? Uh, yeah, he. So you lost me. <laughs> uh, you want me to go back a little bit? Snow, you know, uh, nineteen. Yeah. yeah, he looks kind of like that. Okay. But uh, there, there's more of that. The camaraderie build. The, there's more of that. Some more uh, camaraderie building. A little bit of backstory between Dylan and uh, Dutch, and then the song is blaring until the green light turns red, and then the music goes off, and these guys who are laughing and joking go fucking all business. Uh, Twelve we, inches of snow was actually released in 1992. I'm sorry, you can add that in. <laughs> I'm going to cut out this entire cast except for that line. <laughs> Just the snow. 12 inches of snow on repeat. So uh, it cuts away. You get like a distant shot of a helicopter as they speed line down into the jungle. You get a few moments of like sexy poses of muscular dudes holding weapons pre-positioned in the bushes as they disperse into the jungle to begin their amazing adventure to rescue the cabinet minister yeah that's what most guys do they just join the military to vogue vogue style with your rifle i can't lie dude i've been in the shooting range and we always end up taking a picture where you're like mm, look at me and my gun <laughs> definitely reminiscent of like vietnam war movies like apocalypse now see that's what i'm saying if you had zero hint of like the possibility of something science fiction coming along you just be like oh these dudes are out there just about to just murder some people and just be american heroes all day long Proud to be an American. I'm so, gonna lift this truck for no reason. Yes, for real. There's there's actually a scene just after this where Dutch is standing there like, you know, stoic holding his rifle. And Hawkins runs up and taps him on the shoulder, you know, kind of like a, hey, I'm caught up or I'm here. And I was like, what the fuck did he just run up and tap him on the shoulder? It, was he like taking a shit? And he's like, hey, man, I'm all done. I'm ready. I don't have an explanation, maybe. nope. Yeah, me either. Maybe he was taking a shit. I don't fucking know. You think that's in the director's cut? You think that's cutting room floor? Look, I got a whole disc of extras, and I can tell you all the crazy shit. Like the fact that Arnold Schwarzenegger put frogs in people's beds as pranks, and he also set Jesse Ventura up to make a bet with him over a box of cigars versus uh, something that Jesse wanted. And he lied to the... Um, I can't even think of what they're called. The people who do the, the costumes. And he told him, I guess the tailor, he told the tailor to lie to Jesse Ventura and say his arms were X amount large. And so Jesse was like, well, I bet you I got bigger arms than you. Because according to the tailor, Jesse does have bigger arms. But Arnold set him up as a lie. And so Arnold bet him. And Jesse took the bet thinking it was a sure win. And lost because Arnold has set up this whole thing in advance. And even when he's telling this story in the extras, he's sitting there with a stogie like, <laughs> I lied. He was so good. He had just set him up. <laughs> I like how he himself is just a character. Just Arnold Schwarzenegger is just like, whatever. Yeah, he's just having fun. Now we get not the chopper, but they find the chopper that was shot down over the border. And it's been stripped. The pilots are dead. Arnold sees that it's been shot down with a heat seeker, Dylan. Pretty sophisticated for a bunch of half-assed mountain boys. And even Billy's got gotten a little more leery because he found like six tracks that are uh, like American boots or something like that headed one way. Oh yeah, wait, they, mountain boys and American boots are these? Are these gorillas rednecks? <laughs> are we in West Virginia? Perhaps, oh. sir. Oh, those Bolivian rednecks. <laughs> so. <laughs> He says, well, Rebel Patrol's operating here all the time. And everyone looks at him like, no. No. Yeah, in full U.S. gear, I'm going to have to say uh, negative, sir. And as soon as he says that, and everyone's like, no, nah, I don't buy it. Immediately, Poncho comes over and like nudges you know, Schwarzenegger and says, remember Afghanistan? And fucking Schwarzenegger smiles real big and goes, trying to forget it. And smacks him on the back and sends him on his way. And it's just like, yeah, someone else has already done this before. This fucker's a liar. I thought that was like a reference. Uh, because uh, there's always this like rivalry between him and Stallone. And mm -hmm. I think that was uh, the premise for uh, Rambo 3. Oh, was it? I feel like it was, yeah. 
Because that's where the third one takes place, and that's when it was just like a big fucking hollabaloo of nonsense. Hollabaloo of nonsense. Maybe, because that would be a good little dig. That'd be kind of funny. And then we come across three bodies hanging in the trees, and they've been skinned alive! Yeah, they're just oh. three skinned human corpses hanging there from the trees, but they do happen to have dog tags. Dog tags by the name of Jim Hopper, not Chopper. <laughs> but he knew those dudes. Yeah, they were Green Berets out to Fort Bragg. So is that what Hopper did after he escaped from the Russians? Perhaps. And something else that you might not notice, Mac is in commando as the bad guy who eats Green Berets for breakfast. Well, at least he's not Shooter McGavin. I hear he eats shit for breakfast. <laughs> so they find out that there was like some kind of big crazy firefight and that these trained men just were shooting in all directions and made no sense and then their tracks just disappeared. This concerns the group and no longer is it time for, you know, let's be stealthy and quiet and careful. It's payback time. Time to let old Painless out the bag. I love how this grown-ass man, this huge fucking The Body Ventura, is trying to be sneaky with this giant fucking minigun. And it works. He's just creeping, crawling around, making no noise whatsoever. Yeah, he's had it in the fucking backpack on his back, and he's been carrying a small little submachine gun that he then gives to Carl Weathers or Poncho, one of the two, I don't recall. And... He now takes out this gigantic fucking minigun. And by minigun, we mean like a Vulcan cannon, something that you would see on the front of a fucking A-10 Warthog. And he's carrying that thing around. And, and you there's guys so much this, ammunition. Just so much. <laughs> you guys haven't seen this movie, and you've seen Terminator 2, it's the same gun that Schwarzenegger then wields against the police. Oh, yeah, when he's at Cyberdyne. Yep, yep, yep. And this is where we get uh, another build of the steel drums that... And uh, you get a look at 80s thermal. And man, was thermal technology really primitive back then. It was a suggestion. I thought it looked pretty cool. I think the sound design is what sells it. Just that... Yeah, it's fucking badass. It's almost like a jump scare, but not a jump scare. It's like much more thought out. Yeah, it's almost like an uh, electro wipe or something. It's like, Ooh, as it like, comes up to the screen. Nice. I like that. So, the thermal tech shows the heat in red, blue, yellow, green, these types of things. And it's detailed, but not super detailed. Like, if you look at the thermal technology we have 2019, it looks beyond primitive. But I remember growing up and seeing this going, oh my god, and, like it was badass. It's like, Brady, what are you doing over there? Nothing. Dude, I pretended to be the predator all day long. I didn't even care. I was all about it. Why don't you have a seat over there? Oh, somebody got Chris Ham sandwiched. (laughs) (laughs) So, they're sneaking through the jungle again. And they don't show Blaine clearly on purpose because he's carrying that big fucking gun. But they do show (laughs) all weathers who slips on a log and makes a bunch of fucking noise. And then Mac is just straight up right next to him, just in an instant. It's like, you ghost us. Dude, the way that he just appears in the scene, like Carl, it, it pans out to show you that no one is around Carl Weathers. No one. And he's checking to make sure that everything's okay because he just, you know, made all this noise. And then he goes to turn to his left and suddenly Mac is there in his fucking face. You ghost us, fucker. I don't care who you are back in the real world. Give away our position one more time. I'll beat you real quiet. Leave you here. You got that? Fucking so good. And, so and Max, because uh, you know he can't do anything. Because like yeah. he's in mid-mission. Dylan, Dylan's like, Ugh, d- d- trying to do something. Then it's just like, fuck, I'm rusty. <laughs> he's just like, Ugh. you can see the defeat fall on his face. It's so good. And then they'll cut immediately to a scene of Bush Billy, where it's just like you see Billy in between some bushes, then he pushes out kind of like the raptor from Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> Clever Billy. <laughs> Clever Billy. <laughs> <laughs> we went to the same spot with that. Nice. 
I don't know if you guys noticed this, but I totally did, and it was something in the uh, extras DVD that I looked into. The next scene, they come across the uh, gorilla base, and Schwarzenegger takes a pair of binoculars, and he crawls down through this fucking field of dry leaves. Yeah, it's like a little and, hill of leaves. It looks really fun. Yeah, and the whole time he makes no fucking noise. None. Not a fucking peep. Not even a little it, crinkle. It almost reminded me of that joke from Top Secret, where Val Kimmer's like, Guys, you've gotta be quiet! As they're stomping through some leaves, and the next couple steps, there's just no sound in the rest of the movie. Yes. In the extras DVD, they said that this was due to filming location issues. Uh, they came at the wrong time of year, and they thought that the forest stayed green the whole time. They were wrong. So they did, in fact, just cut the noise out because it was like... Oh, that uh, poor guy with the boot mic. Yeah. He goes sliding down the hill, looks through his binoculars, and you know we get a few shots of key things like the helicopter, the truck that you mentioned earlier, and Arnold's stunt double killing one of the hostages. <laughs> I keep forgetting that like sometimes he puts them in his movies, just like in almost random characters. Time. Almost yeah. every time he's in there. Like from the back, he looks exactly like him. He has like the uh, the silhouette muscles and stuff like that. Yeah. But whenever he sees this dude get killed, it's on. The bros team up. They uh, they spread out once again to show the connection. Uh, once again to show the connections between these people, you see the friends team up. Uh, Mac and Jesse. They really want to show you that these two are partners. These guys have been through it all. They're together, not like together, but together. I mean, are you sure? I can't prove it. I mean, it wasn't in the time where it was don't ask, don't tell in the military, but... Eh, you know. It's probably all about that Mac attack. <laughs> so he goes crawling through. They're sneaking up on these uh, rebels in this fucking lookout post. And he's about to, you know, creep up. Oh! And he catches himself before he hits that trip line. And the look on Jesse Ventura's face, because he's got that big old mouthful of chew, he's like, Ooh! <laughs> in an ego commercial, reaching for the box, like, let go my ego. It's the kind of reaction like, you almost got me there, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, oh, you almost got me. And then he does, with a stick and a pair of wire cutters, diffuses the claymore and has that look of like, ah. That didn't really make any sense to me. He just kind of like puts the stick in the claymore and some goop falls out, then he snips it. Is that how you diffuse them? I don't know. I'm more of like a Metal Gear Solid guy. Just crawl into one you collected. Oh, yeah. It's like, play more. Oh, I'll just lay down and get it. <laughs> just now, a yoink. Uh, so there's some stabby stab and some army. Uh... <laughs> the dude that's in the watchtower gets it the worst. So Max just like, I'm a bird. And the guy's like, huh? <laughs> Boom. Bowie to the neck. He's just... <laughs> yeah. He fucking pulls him out by his hair. Stabs the dude in the neck and pulls him out by the hair. Just fucking chucks him yeah. out of the pit. Ugh. <laughs> just, it's not supposed to be funny, but it's so goddamn savage. I was just like, oh my god. So then you got like Arnie and he crouch walks in to this fucking camp. And the truck is sitting there and it's popped up on a stick and the tire's running. It's got a belt attached to it. I guess it's being used as what, like a generator maybe? That was the only thing was, that I could think of. I don't know. No, it was uh, pumping the water behind it out of the um, little cistern thing. Oh, okay. Okay, uh, okay yeah. I've never really paid that much attention. I was just focused on how big Arnold's fucking arms were, whereas he pulls out that gigantic knife and cuts the belt. Oh, yeah. And puts and a savage charge in the back of it. And this is such a ridiculous scene that they can't ignore it. Like, even the characters in the film go, what the fuck is he doing? And then it cuts to, like, another group of them, and they're like, What? And he's just down there, just like next to the base, just working out or whatever. Yeah, he just lifts the truck up to show off his fucking his physique. And he sends it charging into the camp. And no one bothers to look at the dude directly behind the truck. They just look at the truck as it goes like, raining into the fucking camp. Well, that's fucking weird, huh? They fucking get crazy. Yeah, Insert more a little explosion. Just a, just a massive firefight here. Lots yeah, of explosions and stuff. There's recycled it's, explosions, literal recycled explosions, like boom, three guys will go flying, then you see some other people getting shot, then boom, and it's the same three guys going flying. 
It's almost like they all pulled the trigger at once, like on their guns, and just didn't let go. It's just nonstop. Yeah. They just run up, shoot from the hip! <laughs> and bad guys will just like walk out of doors. What's going on? Ooh! Now, you're talking about bad guys just walking out of the door like, huh, what's going on? Arnold goes in in a minute, and he fucking knock, knock, kicks a door in. And the dude who killed the hostage and some other guy are just chilling in there during this firefight, reading some papers. Like, they don't give a shit. Yeah. I don't blame them. And it, but it was like halfway through the firefight, so they've had to have heard something. And they're just like, eh, whatever. The firefight has been raging for like three minutes, and they're just chilling in there. But uh, we also get a first look at old Painless fucking chewing up dudes. And that thing is vicious. Oh, that thing... Was pretty impressive. That whole hallway of dudes were just eviscerated immediately. Yeah, the way that they had to make that thing operate was it had cords running up into the backpack, hooked to a car battery off screen to make it go because it required so much power. Too bad I couldn't work on the raw power of Jesse the Body Ventura. But during this whole firefight, you know, only one person gets hit, and that's Jesse. Fucking Poncho's like, "You're hit. You're bleeding, man." I ain't got time to bleed. Okay. Yeah. That's so good. The look on his face whenever Jesse Ventura says this is like, what the fuck do you mean? <laughs> you don't have time to bleed. Well, I mean, like that whole scene was like a bunch of like weird metaphors anyways. Like, he's dug in like an Alabama tick. Like, yeah. you're going to know what the fuck that is. It's, you got time to duck? Boom, boom, boom. Shoots three grenades in the air. And they somehow miraculously fall right back down. Because that's how science works. So they shoot up, fall down, blow up. All the dirt flies down on their heads. And they're just sitting there smiling. These guys, again, it's one of those like brochacho moments. And we have, you know, this white dude wearing the worst foundation you've ever seen. Trying to sneak up on Arnold. And he... Throws a fucking gigantic Bowie knife into his chest, lodging him into a uh, pole. But he can't just throw a knife into a guy. No, 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 that's too much. In his contract, you specifically have to have four to six one-liners in a movie. Per scene. It's <laughs> <laughs> just all one-liners. <laughs> and so he throws the knife. It makes like the weirdest sticking noise, and it just zooms in on Arnold with a big smile during all this fucking bedlam. And he... Stick around. It's so good. That's what I'm saying. This whole firefight should just been under that uh, Little Richard song, too, just for the hell of it. Yeah, why We're not? Just having a good old time. We get a little scene where, you know, they find this bunch of files and things inside that room. And he knocks out this lady who was trying to sneak up on him because for whatever reason she needed to cock her gun before she shot him. And he knocks her out. They find a bunch of files. And this is where they find out that Dylan for sure is not being super honest with them. I'm not really sure what this uh, this file room, like big bunch of file cabinets, is just doing in the middle of the jungle, but all right, movie's got a movie. Yeah, if you played any kind of video game, that's the room where you get your Intel collectible. Oh, cool, okay. That's exactly what it is. Just, you know, achievement unlocked. Bleep bloop, it's all bullshit. <laughs> all of it. The CIA, the cabinet minister, he slams him gets a thing. And basically, he tells him that, you know, your men are expendable assets, and I used you to get the job done. And at that moment, you go, fuck you, Dylan, you prick. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> uh, they go wandering out. There's a moment where Mac sees Dylan walking by with his new hostage, the lady, uh, that he's going to use to get all the intel. And he's like, Dylan, turn around. And he's like, why? So he turns around and takes out a knife. And you think he's going to stab Dylan. Stab him in the back like he just stabbed all those boys in the back for dragging him out there. Metaphor. For reals. But he doesn't. He actually stabs a scorpion off of his back. And there's a little exchange between them of uneasiness. And he says, anytime. And he crushes the scorpion. And that little anytime just echoes. And you'll actually hear it a couple other times later in the movie too. Anytime. That's because this whole time someone's been lurking in the forest. Keeping an eye on things. Yeah, somebody been creeping with that, that heat vision. That heat vision shows up, and it looks really cool, and we get to see the uh, predator coming down out of the jungle, and it reaches down and it picks up the scorpion, and this is the big reveal. It was a closed hand when it picked it up, but then when it opens it, dun-dun-dun, you get to see that its hand is, in fact, not human. 
And to Eric's point, had they just, you know, kept it like a more of a war movie vibe and not told everyone, you know, with the spaceship in the beginning, you would have been like, what the fuck is this thing? But, you know, you already know that there's something out there. It's an alien. Yeah. So then they descend down into this valley of doom. This is where basically everything's going to go bad for the group. You get some more one-liners from Jesse Ventura, like, I've seen some badass bush before, but nothing like this. This shit makes Cambodia look like Kansas. Don't get the reference, but, you know, whatever. Movie friendships. Well, you know, it's endearing, because he's probably seen a lot of shit. Yeah. I mean, remember Afghanistan? Yeah, he wouldn't wish that on a broke dick dog. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> you know, but it's these moments that the other movies have failed to reproduce. They try, but they just can't. We get the Arnold arm stop. That is a moment where, like, they're all going down the thing, and he throws his fist up because Billy's waiting ahead, and his fucking arm is so big, it is stupid. You think he worked out that arm more than the other one so he could do that? I just know that he was just on set with, like, a fucking 60-pound dumbbell in between takes just waiting. <laughs> He's doing line reads with like a fucking fifty bet was it barbell? Is this something like that? Just doing curls. <laughs> <laughs> now Billy's the tracker guy who's like he's he notices everything. He's like, oh, there's footsteps, there's fucking broken branches, you know, I, I smell something in the wind, you know, he's the guy that, yeah. that notices every little thing that's going on. Yeah, he's like the bloodhound dog of the group. Yeah, pretty much. And Billy, what do you smell? There's something there. But he can't quite make it out, so he he dismisses it like maybe it's just in his head. Yeah, he's he's definitely a little spooked, but I guess he's like, well, I guess it was nothing. Yeah, Dylan gets kind of interested, leaves Poncho to babysit the uh, lady hostage, and they start making eyes at each other, and she whacks him with a fucking log and makes a break for it. But, I mean, this is the uh, chance that the Predator was looking for, because these guys are super armed, super dense, packed together. Oh, and yeah. now this one guy's just like off on his own, chasing some whatever. He catches up to the lady tackles her and he's like please please and then all of a sudden out of the fucking jungle comes this clear jello guy that just <laughs> eviscerates him turns into some just pudding or whatever yeah they come running up to see the girl she's got blood all over they're like what happened uh poncho goes running off into the woods following this blood trail and he's like did you find hawkins and he comes back and goes i can't tell and then they go look and it's a fucking pile of just organs yeah <laughs> Not even a lot of organs, either. It's just, a, like, a little pile of entrails. They found, like, a stomach and, like, a little notebook full of pussy jokes. They got it. <laughs> Is it him? Yeah, how could you tell? His joke book. <laughs> Hawkins never went anywhere without it. <laughs> and they start putting it together, you know, because the girl didn't escape, that this is the same thing they did to Jim Hopper. They started picking them off one by one as, you know, we get them doing the search for uh it also lets you know that the, the predator doesn't attack anybody who isn't armed yeah because he just left her but took the dude with a gun yeah because i guess he's only into sport hunting i don't i don't know 100%. if he i don't know 100 percent. that's what it's like, about he's just here for sport. even references it later he didn't kill you because you weren't armed no sport which I kind of thought didn't make sense later on when Arnold didn't have any weapons whatsoever, but I forgot he had two big guns on either side of his body. Boom, boom. Uh, Fucking, he's got to check in with the ATF because they always looking for them weapons of mass destruction he's carrying. Firepower. Would you say that he is armed? <laughs> got two tickets <laughs> right here. <laughs> Oh, no. You ever wonder why they call your arms guns and your guns arms? Huh. We can cut that out. We can, yeah, we can go. <laughs> so we get some steel drums to reveal the body strung up in a tree. And while they're looking for it, Jesse Ventura hears something coming and he gets old painless ready. And I couldn't tell if it was like a fucking porcupine or a skunk. It was some rodent looking thing that was I think old. it was a porcupine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Came stumbling out of the jungle, and he's like, oh, look at this little thing. And then something hits him in the side of the neck, and he's like, <laughs> and then his fucking chest explodes. 
Oh yeah, I had to rewind that. I was like, what was that? Did he like get his arm shot off like Carl Weathers later? But no, I think the Predator shot that little varmint first and it just exploded on its face. Huh, maybe. Could have been this gun exploding, it's hard to tell. We get like that of blue light and his fucking chest blows up and this is a really cool scene where Max sees this. The look on his face and the way they framed this shot do wonders for the scene. Like, it's just him crouched down, wide-eyed, with his M60 right in front of his face, and he's just running to try to, you know, get to his boy. Mm. And what I love about this, the camaraderie with the guys, is that he just starts firing indiscriminately into the forest, and nobody asks a single question, and they show up right beside him to also fire indiscriminately into the forest. Yeah. They yeah, fucking... It's just a big, like, chaotic firefight, and everybody just loads everything all into, like, the wall of forest. Yeah, they just begin to deforest the area. <laughs> Everything's exploding, and there's yelling, and there's, like, some real raw emotion coming from, like, the character of Mac, and just, oh, letting go with that fucking minigun. You're watching him literally cut down trees with this fucking thing. It's sitting there just whirring after they've shot, and it's like, whoo, and everyone looks over at him, and then he finally like takes his finger off the trigger, and it stops. I mean, everything after that makes you feel super bad for the guy. Even uh, yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger's like, hey, he's a great soldier, or was a great soldier. And Max is like, he was my friend. And he yeah. just like kind of mopes away all sad like a grown man. I was like, damn, man, I feel so bad for this guy. And even though he's like a hard ass, he has like a heart. Yeah, and it's just more of that feel that these guys, like you care about them, you know, not like, oh, heartbroken, but you do care when they die and you go, shit. And that's something that none of these other movies make you give a fuck about. Now, <clears throat> uh, them going to set up camp, uh, not taps is playing while Mac has a moment to say goodbye with one last drink, and then he leaves that flask that they had been passing back and forth through the whole movie. And he's Speaking like, of one oh, last bro. drink, yeah, dude, it's it's kind of like an endearing, sweet little moment. And then you get some hostage side boob. Well, I mean, you know, you gotta pour one out for your homie. And then we get our flirt. Uh, then we get our first look at the predator. Uh, He's got his little med kit out to show, you know, that he's got gear, he's intelligent. The camera is really good at showing just his hands and his legs until he slams that suture shut and he screams and then it pans back to give you just a blink of what he looks like. We get to see what that bitch looks like and boy is that bitch raging. Speaking of raging bitches, that's what I'm drinking on right now. That was a nice intro, Chandler. I like it. I was trying. I think it was kind of <laughs> ham-fisted, but, you know. I appreciate it. But uh, Raging Bitch is officially a Belgian IPA from Flying Dog Brewing Company out of, I don't know, I think they're from Maryland or something. But this is a Belgian-style IPA. I don't really know what that entails. But it's a it's a pretty strong IPA, 8.3% alcohol by volume. It's got a lot of citrus notes to it, a lot of um, almost weedy character to it. But mostly it's got a big hoppy punch with a lot of just like orange peel and, and, and citrus just hiding in the background. It's all right. It's all right. I, uh, I didn't have a beer today. I actually had a 24-ounce white monster from the 7-Eleven because it had 7-Eleven points and I had to go do shit today and I was tired. <laughs> and let me just say, 24 ounces of fucking monster will leave you with zero drywall in your house. <laughs> 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 oh, Kyle. <laughs> Do, 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 do. <laughs> punch punch uh, but here we are again same kind of moon same kind of jungle real number 10 kind of night remember whole platoon 32 men chopped the meat me and you walked out right on top of them not a scratch not a fucking scratch you know whoever got you they're going to come back and when they do I'm going to carve your name right into them <laughs> Oh, I thought that was the monster talking for a second. I was like, oh shit, it finally happened. No, man. He is eloquent. <laughs> uh, that's that's Mac speaking out loud to uh, his boy as he waits on guard. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't understand what he was saying. I just thought he was, I don't know, speaking some gibberish or something. 
I've watched it too many times. Like, I don't even have that written down in my notes. I honestly have that memorized. It's sad. But a twig snaps, and something roars and charges into the camp. And you see Mac tackle it, and there's a cool scene of, like, his knife and blood just silhouetted against the moon. And he's stabbing the shit out of something. And they come running over and fucking flash a light down on him. And he's got this big old pig. He's like, got you. I killed you. <laughs> And some more of these fucking just great lines. Poncho looks down and goes, Jesus, you think you could have got something bigger? And he immediately goes, fuck you, Poncho. <laughs> <laughs> that oh, wasn't even a line. Like, he was totally upset about that. <laughs> yeah, so good. See, again, this boar attack scene, very reminiscent to me of the, the tiger scene in Apocalypse Now. If they're drawing from a great movie like Apocalypse Now and just adding cool monster elements to it with it, I'm fine with that. I do have to say, full disclosure, Apocalypse Now, probably my all-time favorite movie. So there's a lot of a lot of parallels there. Yeah, well, hell, we might get to that in a later review, so Apocalypse later. <laughs> Apocalypse months from now. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. So they realize, oh shit, you know, the hostage is going to get away. They go back, the body's missing, but the hostage is still there. And Arnold puts it together that this thing is using the trees. Because at that point, it kind of has to. Yeah. Like, it can't just be crawling across the jungle. There's so many traps going on that, like, otherwise, like, there's no other explanation. Yeah. It's either that or some, like, intergalactic Tarzan. What are you going to do? We're not hosting some kind of intergalactic kegger here. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) So, they have, like, this little moment to where Arnold finally snaps, shakes the uh, lady hostage. He's like, what the hell did you see? And she's like, when when the big man was killed, its bud was on the leaves. And then you get another iconic line. If it bleeds, we can kill it. And they go into this big montage of muscles and sweat as they make these quote-unquote Boy Scout traps to catch this thing. Yeah, they do their absolute best, Kevin McAllister here to the Predator's exactly. Wet Bandit. Yeah, I understand that reference. Yeah, thank you. He's got like trip wires and claymores everywhere, so if anybody makes a move, they'll know yeah, where he is. Like, big net out of you know fucking binds and things like that with counterweights. And they're sitting I think there. They even like, sprinkle down some micro machines at some point. They did. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But it uses that same exact noise whenever this thing triggers the net trap that that you know Arnold used it it sounds just like when he stuck that dude to the pole you think they're just copy pasting I mean yeah a lot of the budget did go to that bodyguard keep everybody safe remember that from Sonny fucking Lanham (laughs) so uh, the predator gets yoked up in the net freaks out starts letting loose with the shoulder cannon Uh, just so happens to hit a big ass log tangled in some vines that swings down and smacks Poncho um, Mac and Dylan give chase to the thing as they get Poncho up off the ground and he's all like, I can make it! I can make it! Fucking Mac is literally dying for revenge. I mean, he straight up murked that pig, so who knows what he's up to. Yeah, we get a nice little scene of him running off into the jungle with Dylan in chase and he's like singing Long Tall Sally and stripping off all of his excess gear just taking out as many rounds as he can, putting it into his 60, that way he can go and get this thing. Gonna have me some fun! Also, why did he have a disposable razor? Just, like, shaving himself while this is going on? Just, like, Because he's cool as fuck, that's why. Is that yeah. what it is? I right. French, man. I didn't know if there was a reason for that, or if it was just, like, a, I don't know, what he does. Like, a character element. I don't know. Uh, uh, hold on, let me check the script. It says he has the razor for style. Oh, <laughs> Nice. Then we get dual wheeled Dylan, and he's taking <laughs> you know, he's like getting turn around over here. Then Matt grabs him, pulls him in, is like shh out there, past them trees. I see you. And then it zooms in, and you get like this really hard to pick out predator, you know, lurking on a tree limb. It's kind of like what I think that the Sasquatchers like do every day. Oh, well, they're not like beating on a thing going, uh, well, fuck. Arnold does grab a fucking log and he does scream later. So maybe they're squatching. 
<laughs> but Mac wants to work his way down there and get this thing, so he crawls under a log, and he sees something on his arm, you know, like a three-dot rash, perhaps. <laughs> Uh-oh, someone's got a case of the herps. But it's actually the Predator's targeting system, and his fucking head explodes all over the camera. Pretty fucking gross. It's like data spike gross. Just oh, Kane. <laughs> Just whatever. <laughs> Dylan sees Mac, and he's been demacitated. <laughs> but then he hears Mac's voice and spots that uh, really well-hidden predator that just, as soon as it sees him pulling up his gun to shoot, blows his fucking arm off. And he's just screaming like crazy and his gun's firing on the ground because that was like the last input his muscle had and everything. Yeah, it's just like, I gotta pull the trigger, so I'm still pulling the trigger. And it's like... Even at like their most vulnerable, like his arm off and everything, it's still the, one of the most macho things in the fucking movie. Yeah. Big muscular and, arm. Even though it's not attached, it's still fighting. <laughs> and real still quick, before, before he actually gets his arm blown off, um, when everything's still quiet, you get a, a little hint of the anytime yeah. that we heard before it, in the little scorpion scene and it's so cool that this thing is taking their voices in like an audio sidebar and perfecting it to use it against them it then literally sprints to the finish it fucking comes running across the jungle as Dylan tries to get his next gun ready and impales him lifting him off the ground this fucking roughly 300 pound man off the fucking ground with one arm Yep, he done well, got got. <laughs> well, wouldn't Predator like six something or whatever, or almost seven foot? Because later on, uh, he, he has Falk. a yeah, like wait, Peter Hall, Kevin Peter Hall. Oh, oh, I thought he meant like the dude that played Chewbacca or something. Anyways, he's gotta be like super fucking tall because he had a uh, Arnold at arm's length later on the movie, like picked up off the ground, had a good like five inches. Yeah, he's like a he was gonna be like an NBA guy or whatever Kevin Peter Hall was, and then he was like seven foot something. He was a big fucking dude. Jesus. Yeah, and uh, he kills the shell of him, and then we get like this really <laughs> super machismo, stupid scene where Billy just throws his fucking gun off the tree they're crossing that's spanning a ravine and cuts his chest. And all he needs is a fucking big knife and a bear liver, and he's ready. Uh, like, I know, like, why he did that, but why did he do that? Come on. Like, he totally just threw his whole life away. Yeah, and it's. It's, he doesn't even die on screen. <laughs> it's just... It's just... Uh, dead. Like, the Predator saw him was like, this guy? No. <laughs> and just yeah, fucking, I have written in my notes in, like, across three lines. Ah! Yeah. You don't even know how it killed him. I just assume it came out of the log, Billy's standing there, and it just shoves him. <laughs> just, yeah, like, moves. He got got. He got got. That's what it is. <laughs> just shoves him. Like, get out of here. He just, like, sneezed on him because his parents were anti-vaxxers. Oh, no. As soon as that happens, they all spin around. They're looking for it. Then up in the tree, bam, the predator fucking shoots Poncho in the side of the head. He's down for the count. Fucking Dunsky's there. Uh, The lady tries to grab a gun, and Arnold's like, no! And kicks it out of her hand, spinning, shoots the tree. And then the predator zaps the gun. For a second, I thought it hit him in the arm, and I was completely confused why it didn't blow his arm off. But he shoots the gun and not his arm, so he has all these like crazy burns up along his shoulder and stuff. Yeah, just blows the weapon up all over him. And here it is, folks. If you've ever heard of Arnold Schwarzenegger, he's got two things everyone knows. I'll be back, get to the chop. It is not a tumor! (laughs) (laughs) You son of a bitch. So he starts yelling to the lady, run, go, get to the chopper. And she fucking takes off, and he gets up, and, and he knows. Hasta la vista, baby. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just all oh, okay, this. On that. <laughs> He's like, so you want to be a predator? He has a couple of acres. <laughs> Kicks him. <laughs> Put that cookie down. Now it's me, no, Trouble so Man. Bennett. <laughs> Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go kick some ice. Oh, we're going to oh, go there, huh? Here it's Sub-Zero, now Plane Zero. <laughs> Y'all need to chill. Damn, that one's still shitty. Gets me every time. <laughs> Everyone wants to negotiate, right? 
Wrong. Boom. <laughs> you got what you want, Uncle Hagen. Now give these people ear. Alright, alright. So I lied. Oh. <laughs> Rubber baby buggy bumpers. I bet you didn't know I was gonna say that, did you? Oh, that's a deep cut. Motherfucking last action hero. Bum, 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 bum. Okay, so Arnold takes off running and he goes sliding down this hill, falls off this fucking waterfall. And holy shit, that stuntman is dropping from way the fuck up. Yeah, it's another one of those cases where, like, the stuntman totally eats some shit. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, you know that even though he's hitting this water, that dude is hitting the water. Like, yeah. he's, they probably did one shot, and that dude was like, I need to go to the hospital. And they're like, Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Even though he's hitting the water, he <laughs> was hitting the water. That's in the shot that they used, but like in that little drop shot of like the camera going off the little edge or whatever, that's oh, yeah. the fucking ground. That's like, the ground. No fucking way. <laughs> but yeah, he splashes down, and he hears a splash behind him. You see something splashing behind him. Because it's like hashtag John Cena. You can't see me. Now these like little scenes are really tense when they're really close to each other. It's kind of like hunter hunted and it like flips rolls like a bunch of times yes <laughs> over and over the predator is like nine feet away and he just can't see arnold trying to crawl away through some mud he's right there arnold has had a quick spa day drug himself through the mud uh sees that his sidearm is missing puts himself into some trees maybe it won't notice me i'll blend in that's what he's hoping uh, we get a really cool look at the Predator and his suit, and special effects-wise, this thing looks amazing. I love how his uh, his cloaking device isn't absolute. It's not like a on-and-off switch. When he turns it off, it kind of like peels off and it goes away. Yeah, I thought that was really neat, and he's just crackling and sparky. Like it's almost like a makeshift thing. Like he yeah. made it himself, I think. Like Kylo Ren's lightsaber. Ooh. Or maybe it's just something that's relatively common on his planet. Maybe it's like an iPhone. You know, not everyone has them, but most people do. You know. Damn, the new update just wasn't working. He's like, God damn it. <laughs> it's supposed to be waterproof. <laughs> so we get like a real quick tech demo of this thing's gear. As it's looking at Arnold, we get the thermal vision. You can actually see Arnold if you know what you're looking for in the blue and black. Like, you'll see the outline of his body. But the Predator is just, you know, giving a quick glance looking for heat. It doesn't know that, you know, he's covered in mud. And it sees heat inside this log. Shoots it, goes over, kicks the log over, and some weird marsupial thing runs out? I'll just chalk it up as another porcupine. Yeah, I think it was just another, like, rodent or something like that. Just another yeah. random mammal. And as a dude in a suit, Kevin makes well the predator the, the man who played him makes it look so believable like it just moves so cool i feel but, like they shot that in, like either quarter speed or half speed or something because like in those like far shots of him jumping around like the rocks and stuff there's a little bit of like floaty limbering lumbering kind of like gait or whatever definitely like he he does like the jump and it's got like a little bit more hang time than it should but after he shoots the random mammal that he sees, you can really see, like, the disappointment in his demeanor. Like, he looks around, he's like, Ah, oh, man, another one got away. That's yeah. the third oh, one shit. this month. The supervisor's <laughs> gonna be so pissed. I'm never gonna get that bonus now. <laughs> Employee of the month, they just take his, like, it's Hunter of the Week, and they just take his picture down. <laughs> Or, like, they put, like, the picture of another Predator up, even though they look fucking identical. Yeah, but he's just like, ah! Now, Arnold reaches down, he touches the mud, he's like, he couldn't see me, you know? He... Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> we get the main event. It's the one-on-one, -on -one, Arnie versus the Predator. Uh, he begins to make all sorts of, again, Boy Scout-style traps with whatever he has left. He's making a bow and arrow in this... We need a fucking, fucking montage. Muscle... Yeah. Mantage for sure. He's stretching the bow over his fucking back and he's just flexing. You're so, really yeah. into that shit, aren't you? Dude, <laughs> he looks incredible. I, I'm not even gonna fucking try to deny. Dude looks amazing. So he makes this bow, he makes these exploding arrows, he sets up this fucking bonfire trap. 
and he gets ready. He builds a torch, he lights it, and he raises it, and he fucking screams the manliest... It's a roar, a fucking battle cry. He just, yeah, has to he express just yells all into extra. the jungle, just shouts out there, and then he just runs away to watch. Let's see what's going to happen. The predator hears this, looks down at these little wrist blades, heats them up like, I'm going to go carve this son of a bitch up. This is probably my favorite little stint in the whole movie, because even though he's the predator, it swaps back and forth between uh, Arnold and the predator having the upper hand in the situation. And it's really, really great tense stuff. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun to watch them flip flop that dynamic. There's there's a scene like coming up where he's still muddy, so he still can't quite see him, and the predator drops down right behind him on like this little bridge or whatever. Oh, dude, that's and so badass. And even though he's like four feet away, Arnold has the cunning and the skill, just kind of like slip away right under the bridge and just kind of like hang out like a troll. So. The Predator walks out onto the baited bridge. He's like, what the fuck's going on? Arnold fires the arrow. And whenever he fires his arrow, like when you watch it from the film perspective, you can tell that because the arrow is so weighted on the end, whenever this guy is shooting it, you see it go like, whomph. It maybe goes about three foot out and then drops immediately. But for the film, it flies way out there and hits this creature on the on the bridge. Yeah, it even happens a little later on where he has like a, a grenade javelin and he oh, kind of yeah. finally triangulates the predator in the trees or whatever. He's like, ah! but it doesn't really like, looks like it has like, the gusto to go anywhere. Yeah. They just cut to like, boom. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> but it like blows up and it takes out his uh, cloaking device and he begins blind firing and turns the fucking woods into the 4th of July, literally. Yeah, there's yeah, just all kinds of is. fireworks, and then the fi- the predators firing back the lasers. It's pretty spectacular. And, and like that was, like Arnold took such a chance right there. Like those things were fired like a couple feet away. He's trying to hang on as best he can to the tree or whatever until he fire like just falls down because the tree was fucking eviscerated. Yeah, it just <laughs> blown to splinters while he's clinging to it. And the way that they lit that scene is so fucking cool. It's got like a water. Uh, the rivers in the front of the scene. Then it's got this broken tree that the predator's standing on. Then it's got like the uh, tree line that the predator's firing those fireworks into, and they're just exploding and exploding and exploding. It looks fucking badass. Like this scene of you know Arnold trying to get away from him, and they're trading back and forth. The predator barely misses. Arnold does like a barrel roll. Fox do a barrel roll. And throws the spear that we mentioned earlier. It explodes and gets, you know, the predator's blood out. And again, it's one of those the hunter becomes the hunted dynamics. Have we mentioned yeah. the blood yet? Because it's like neon green. It looks like antifreeze. It's just like this bright neon green blood, but you can see it from like fifty feet away. For a second, I thought this one, whatever planet he's from, is just like one hundred percent Mountain Dew. Oh. So, so yeah, we've got glow sticks, we've got lasers. It's practically a fish concert out here. <laughs> oh. So he's tracking the the glowy blood. He crawls in his hole like, oh, I got him, and then he realizes that the predator again has flipped the dynamic just like that and was using its own blood to make Arnold track it and has snuck around behind him. Arnold makes this makeshift gunpowder flashbang, throws it, the shit explodes in this, again, really cool, very well-lit scene where the Predator's like, in the background, clearly a stunt double (laughs) jumps out, grabs onto this limb that snaps, he falls into water. Uh, And it's kind of cool because, you know, earlier in the scene we see the Predator lose his cloak and now Arnold has lost his cloak in the mud washing off. So minus the whole being like an intergalactic super being, they're kind of like even right now, like mono-y alien. Yeah. He goes like swimming up, he pins his head between his two blades, pulls him out, slams him against the wall to show the size difference. Like this creature is like head and shoulders above Arnold Schwarzenegger and able to pick him up with one hand. We get, you know, the Predator dropping him down and starts taking off its gear in like a ritualistic, okay, dude, you've earned my respect. Me and you. No bullshit. Me and you. And it takes off all of its fucking gear. 
Not only that, but Arnold gives them one of the most genuine reactions ever printed on film. It's fucking hilarious. Because <laughs> it's so true. He gazes on this thing as it drops the helmet and you get these like four mandibles, these yellowish eyes, this forehead that extends backwards, these black tubular dreadlocks, uh, a physique that that even makes Arnold look small. He's got a big old face pussy. And he does have <laughs> face pussy. And Arnold Schwarzenegger looks at him with like his head turned to the side and he goes, you're one ugly motherfucker. And then as soon as he says that, the creature's mandibles extend open and it fucking roars, throws its hands out, and it begins like that, let's fucking rock. And they get into fisticuffs. And Schwarzenegger punches it. No, no, I'm sorry. He hits it with a fucking limb, like a tree log. He's like, wham! And bad it just, idea. Bad idea. And then it fucking knocks the piss out of him and commences to just beating the shit out of him. For the next, like, five minutes, no fucking kidding, the Predator is just, like, tenderizing him. Just, like, left hook, right hook, throwing him around and shit like a ragdoll. It's hilarious. Schwarzenegger literally lands one hit. He hits him with his big fucking backhand right across his face that barely nudges the Predator's face. It looks at him. He hits him right above its right mandible. And where it hit him on the mandible, it goes and lifts that mandible twice and then just punches him square in the face. <laughs> and then, you know, Arnold has no choice. He takes off running and this thing's, you know, chasing him and he drops down into the little spot that he built with his Boy Scout traps to kill this Predator. And the Predator's coming to get him. He's like, kill me, do it now. Here I am, kill me, I'm here, kill me. And it's coming to get him and then it realizes, boink, hits its hand on it. That there's a spike there, and he's like, you motherfucker, you set up a trap. And so he goes around the trap and drops down, but what he wasn't expecting was, Arnold had another trap over there. Ah, you <laughs> dumb bitch. You got Kevin McAllister. <laughs> <laughs> I like how he just traps his traps. Yeah, why not? And like how like all this was built in an evening, and somewhere Arnold heaved like a 300-pound log into the air and tied it off and everything. Yeah, like, whatever, fuck it, you know, what's what's a thousand pounds of tree to Arnold? It's, like, it's that giant log that he was carrying at the beginning of Commando. Yeah, it's like that and his ice cream. <laughs> Smell your face in it. <laughs> so he drops that log on the Predator, and you're like, oh, that's it, he's squished, it's over. The Predator fucking takes that giant log, throws it off, and he comes over with this big rock ready to smash the Predator's head, and he sees that the Predator's done. It's yeah. done. Fucking all busted up, coughing out the green blood. I mean, that was a pretty tough hit. He folded like an accordion and took that fucking log on the chin. It was crazy. Oh, and See, Arnold like looks at it. And it's... <laughs> you keep saying face pussy because it's kind of making me laugh. So, he looks down at this creature and he's like, what the hell are you? And the creature looks back at him... And it's almost like that, you know, respect slash repeat type of thing. You don't know if he's just repeating it or if it's meant to be that. It looks at him and goes, what the hell are you? You know, I, like, thought, he just, I dude, thought he was just mocking saying, him. What are you? Well, see, that's well, what I'm saying. You can kind of take it either way. Because, like, at that point, he, like, jumps on his little iPad or whatever he has on his arm and just goes into, like, immediate detonation mode. Like, fuck me, no, fuck you. Yeah, and you get a lot of... <laughs> Like bad guy maniacal laughter there too. No, he's just recycling That's Billy's laugh. Billy, yeah. <laughs> How is it? Yeah. Yeah. All right. And then you know you get that fucking you know action movie cliche of Arnold running and then the explosion that he gets out of the way of uh, the the black fella piloting the chopper in the next scene is actually the dude who played the predator. Oh, that's cool. Huh. That I didn't. You were talking about action cliches. Okay, the, like the cool guy not looking at the explosion and running away and all that stuff, that's fine and dandy. But when the helicopter comes in all slow motion through the smoke, Arnold is just standing straight up in the ashes, just like full pose, half flex, and just like flips into the camera like a badass. Hands yeah. on his hips in a cloud of smoke from the stogie he used to burn down the... <laughs> yeah, you can like, as they fly away, you can see a mushroom cloud in the distance. Yeah, and dude. Arnold just survived that. He like, looks like hell. He looks like someone tried to cremate him, to be honest. Yeah, it, it zooms in to show his, like, thousand-yard stare that he's just... 
he's not really a winner. He just survived. Hard cut to the... And that's the fucking movie. Aside from the cast montage. But we do see that the uh, the gorilla girl did survive. She made it to the chopper. Somehow. Yeah. But yeah, I mean... I fucking love this movie. I've got zero negative things to say about it. I am such a fanboy. I love this movie a lot, too. It was like a really joy to watch it after all these years. I hadn't seen it in, in a couple, maybe? And it still holds up. There's no, like, ridiculously out-of-place uh, special effects or CGI or anything. The atmosphere, like, when the boys are around, they're a lot of fun. Arnold's always a blast to watch. Um, the firefights are still a lot of fun. The only thing that I hate about it is that stupid, like, half 30 second thing at the beginning where it shows some spaceship dropping off the tampon. Like, it just, yeah, just not needed. I feel like that was there after the fact. That spaceship was the applicator. (laughs) (laughs) Was it cardboard or plastic? Uh, I didn't get a read in my book. But this was actually my first time seeing this movie, really. Like, I was in the room when my mom was watching it at one point, and I like I acknowledge that it was there, but I wasn't paying attention at all. So this is actually my first really, like my real go around of watching this movie. And like, there are definitely some 80s action movie cliches in here, but maybe this is one of the reasons why they are cliches. This is one of the, the core 80s action movies that got us to where we are now. I'd agree with that wholeheartedly. And, like, it was a lot of fun. It was, um, like, I definitely have some issues with it, but it was fine. My, most of my issues are just down on the the cliche, like, that was corny, that was cliche, that was just a one-liner just to be memorable, but, like, as far as the whole movie goes, yeah, it was fine. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it, Chan, man. Yeah. So, lo and behold, that was Predator. Fantastic action picture across the board. Now, if you've seen it yourself or have any comments... Let us know right down there below the video. Make sure you uh, follow us over there on the social medias. We're on the uh, the Facebooks and the Twitter. Make sure you hit that like and subscribe buttons. Ding that little bell icon there so you know next time we've got another one of these brewing. And until next week, uh, this has been Beards and Brews. We'll see you later.